You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 160 of your favorite podcast, The Grand Podcast. I'm your host, Mahaley, in for another solo pod today. I have a quick topic to chat with you guys about today that I think is going to be very, very important, mixing in with a lot of the other topics I talk about here. Why is strength important? As someone who's a bodybuilder, someone just looking to improve their physique, why is strength actually important inside? We'll find out why. We'll break it down. As always, Gordai Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Dude, have you guys tried that raw burn before cardio? Holy shit, you need to head over and try it out. You just go to Mahaley at checkout. It's going to save you some cash, but that shit is unbelievable. One scoop, about 20 minutes before your cardio session, will light you. It will ignite you to a new level. Make sure you leave us five-star rating and review. You will be entered into our weekly $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. Episode 160 is going down. I'll see you inside. Apologizing for we missed we missed today. Dang it. But, um, yeah, Monday, when we were supposed to record for Tuesday's podcast, yeah, honestly, there was no time in the day. So, as you guys know, have alluded to a few times, we have some unbelievably exciting things happening. Um, like, three, two, 2.5 very, very, very exciting things happening. And yesterday, that plus athlete check-ins there took up my entire day, so I apologize for that. As I am getting deeper in prep, I'm going to, um, you know, have to configure out how to keep showing up for you guys. And I think I have a decent plan here um, of being able to make that happen because, man, energy is lacking. Like, as the day goes on, I just, like, I'm kind of, like, missing, like, train of thoughts, like, losing train of thoughts and things like that little bit frustrating um but there's still value that needs to be brought and i mean the goal is to do five podcasts a week up until peak week um and peak week i probably won't be doing much podcasting um but sorry about missing tuesday i really do apologize you guys still uh you killed that monday drop you guys really enjoyed the uh, five late day training mistakes um so i talk a lot about advanced bodybuilders and focusing on squeezing target sets having extreme intent within bias muscles things like that but I don't feel like I've gone deep on the foundation it takes to get there. And this foundation continues to, it still holds true that we need to continue expanding upon this foundation as we become more advanced in our training. So this kind of applies to everyone from someone just getting into the gym to someone who's a very advanced level bodybuilder. Um, we need to be able to, to expand our limit strength constantly. What is our limit strength? It's how much effort you can produce in one all-out setting. So you could almost say it's like your max effort strength. It's like what's your one, two, or three rep max? That's sort of where your limit strength is. And over the years, there's a lot of bodybuilders that have proclaimed this doesn't matter much for bodybuilding because bodybuilders train with much higher reps and focus on things like time under tension and principles of the like rather than direct load because we know that hypertrophy in and of itself is not directly related to how much you can lift in a limit strength setting. Hypertrophy is related to how much you can lift over a large amount of repetitions um, or a large amount of time under tension, which you know is very similar to repetitions petitions, but it just depends on how you're training and, you know, through what ranges of motions and how you kind of control load, you know, X, Y, Z, things of the like. So that's why you'll see a lot of people, um, 
that talk about, you know, why uh, maybe being strong in the big three doesn't matter or having strength phases doesn't matter much. But the reality is you can only beat the logbook so far. You can only beat the logbook to where your limit strength kind of capacitates you, right? So let's say, for example, you know, right now we're beating the logbook. Um, um, let's say we start a split in January, right? And 90% of our movements in the gym are over 10 reps. And we don't really do like a barbell bench press much. So now it's April, say it's April 6th, when you guys hear it's April 7th, so now it's April 7th. And whatever you lifted on bench press in January, even though you've gotten a lot stronger through your training logs, um, even if you're not doing the bench, when you're not doing the bench press, which honestly, if you're in a hypertrophy phase, you really shouldn't be doing the bench press. Um, Unless it fits you perfectly, like the biomechanics are perfect for your anatomy. Um, we are likely lifting the exact same in that bench press as what we did in January because we haven't trained those motor units for peak output on one to three reps. Um, we haven't trained the path of motion. We haven't trained the movement. But the most important is... We just haven't induced a neurological adaptation that is strength focused, right? And that's like where powerlifting training comes, it kind of comes into play. Powerlifting training is a neural adaptation. Yes, there's a lot of musculoskeletal items that go into it as well, but it's kind of, it's, it's much more so a neural adaptation rather than having all these loads of muscles, right? Muscles are going to help you obviously, you know, lift more load long term. And that's why powerlifters would benefit greatly. And athletes um, of, of sports would benefit greatly from bodybuilding style training during different phases and cycles of their year. Um, but in bodybuilding, we benefit greatly as well from training like a powerlifter at times, training like an athlete at times. Okay. I like having phases of strength building and phases of hypertrophy work where the hypertrophy kind of follows the strength building. Um, and, and obviously the reps and the time or attention, the intensity and all that stuff will go up. But I think there's a really strong time and a place for, Hey, you know, let's see if we can get really strong here. Um, if, if you're someone who's a beginner intermediate, let's get under the barbell and let's see how strong we can get on the squats on rows, on the overhead press, on the incline bench pressing on all those movements. Let's see how strong we can get under the barbell for like three reps. Okay, and we're going to focus on that strength phase. Honestly, I'll even go three to five. We're going to focus on that strength phase. And, you know, we'll do like three sets of three to five somewhere in there. Um, so a little bit more volume than what powerlifters commonly do. But under like the three rep phase, we're just not going to get a lot um, for bodybuilding because we haven't mastered that path of movement or the manipulation of the movement for as well as for as high as our strength likely is, or we don't use it enough to, you know, really go in that one rep range. Like why would I do a, a one rep bench press? Like literally just for social media. Um, I bet, I bet the most I've ever done, I hit five plates once and I bet right now I would do like four thirty five or four forty five. And the reality is I'm way stronger, way bigger than it was when I did that 500. Um, but I don't train that movement anymore. Does that kind of make sense? So if I start go, if I get through a strength cycle and I start working on an incline bench press, I wouldn't do a flat bench press. If I start working on an incline bench press, I'm going to focus on how strong can I get in that three to five rep range. Same with back squat, same with all of them. 
Okay, same with all those barbell movements that I mentioned. And then when we bounce over to our hypertrophy phase after that strength phase, you're going to have more limit strength to work with. So you are going to be able to progressive overload more than you've ever been able to before because the neural adaptation of, of the stronger muscle and more motor units firing into a load has occurred. It's happened because you trained your body to be stronger than where it was, right? We don't necessarily get bigger through a strength phase. You might get a little bit bigger. It more so depends on the diet supplementation and overall volume of the set of, of the session. But the reality is when we go back into the hypertrophy phase, that's where we get bigger. That's where we want the muscle to grow, not necessarily in the strength phase. We just want to build that neural adaptation. So we bounce back over. Now we're on the leg press, right? We built our squat up from 365 for five up to 455 for five. And now I can leg press more. And now I can leg press more for more reps. I can handle more load, but I can also handle have better control of loads that I am accustomed to of loads that I hit last time around in my last hypertrophy phase. I mean, let's break it down even further. If you squat 445 now, whereas you used to squat 355, you're likely going to be able to get on leg extension, do more load, right? You're likely to be able to do the leg press, do more load, the hack squat, do more load, pendulum, do more load. If you can do more load and you can, overload the amount of reps that you're doing for that load, well, you're going to have a bigger muscle and you're going to apply a greater stimulus on the body that it's forced to change, right? So strength phases are very, very, very important for bodybuilders, in my opinion. This holds true for all compound focus movements. If you can, if you take your barbell row from 275 up to 365 during a strength phase for about five reps, we're going to be able to dumbbell bilateral row more, cable row more, um, you know, all of that stuff. You're probably going to be able to even RDL more because you mastered, you have a stronger hip hinge now. You have greater stability, lumbar, lat, traps, abdominals, and, you know, hamstrings, glutes, hips. They're all trained during barbell rows. So by getting stronger at the barbell row, you're, you know, getting stronger posterior chain, and you're going to be able to do more barbell RDLs as, uh, as well. Does that kind of make sense? You guys kind of follow where I'm coming from? Whether it's isolation, like single joint work, time under tension, intensifiers, you're going to be able to go further within the intent of the set than you could if you were weaker. So limit strength matters a ton. And honestly, look at the guys at the top of the sport who are still young. Look at, uh, like, Hunter Labrada. Look at Ian Valeri. Um, you know, but shit, look at Hottie Chupin. He's not super young, but look at him. Um, you know, Brandon Curry's not super young, but look at him. Um, obviously Rami's strong as fuck. These guys are strong. Like if they wanted to become world-class powerlifters, they definitely would be able to, or I shouldn't say world-class, but elite level powerlifters, they'd be able to. Right, they'd be able to. I mean, they're strong. Like, dude, I think I saw Ian doing like five plates on a Smith machine incline press, just fucking ripping it, and like six plates on a Smith machine squats. Like, dude, that is fucking strong. There's very few people in the world who have that kind of strength. So you improve the limit strength by training heavy compound movements. But I also want to make note here: the more advanced you go, the more focused you want these to be. Of course. 
But there is a time and a place for just moving the load through a movement pattern rather than focusing on squeezing the hell out of the target muscle every set. So what's this look like? Um, when I did the 190-pound dumbbells on dumbbell flat press, I wasn't focusing on squeezing the fucking pec seat trip. I was focusing on can I move this load through through the space, through the movement pattern that I want to move it through. Like, I think I got it for like three or four reps. That wasn't necessarily for direct muscle building. That was to touch the weight to force a neural adaptation that, hey, whatever the fuck it is, it was that was simulated in my body when I was moving that, it has to change and catch up and keep up because those are too heavy for me to handle for where I, what I want to handle them for, right? Does that kind of make sense? Remember, you can't shoot a cannon out of a canoe. You have to have a strong foundation. The, the, the foundation is everything. You know, I talk about this with your lifting setup, feet flat on the floor, weight evenly distributed amongst your feet, soft knees, hips very, very slightly extended, a neutral spine and a neutral neck and a neutral chin. These are all very conducive things. So that's a strong foundation. Beyond that, a strong foundation is just the ability to, to, to be strong, just be a strong fucking human, like an athlete is, like a powerlifter is. But there's a lot of people who are training for hypertrophy, hypertrophy, hypertrophy year-round, and they're just kind of running into, they're running into, like, between a rock and a hard place, just being stuck, because you can't just constantly push, 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 push. At some point, you have to pull back, we have to drop the reps, and we have to be able to just get really strong. And yeah, when you go out of those training sessions, you're not going to feel the muscular failure like you usually do, but you are going to feel wrecked. You're going to feel mentally wrecked. You might feel a little brain fog the rest of the day, especially as you're adapting to those things, because it's going to fry your nervous system system. So before we move on to being an advanced bodybuilder, we have to first have a strong foundation. We have to master that foundation, master the control of the foundation, and then we move to more advanced techniques to single joint movements, more bodybuilding style splits, intensifiers, things of the like. So I wanted to hop on today and just kind of explain, because I don't cover this often, why strength is so important as a bodybuilder. You can't shoot a cannon out of a canoe. You have to have a foundation that's firm, that's solid, and that's really strong to be able to support that cannon and support the, 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 uh, the power of the cannon when it shoots. You are the cannon. You have to be able to support yourself. The stronger you get, the better you will become as a bodybuilder because you're going to be able to move more load for more reps. Episode 160. I hope this helps. I'll see you next time.